This is a short excerpt from a speech by Congressman David Wilmot defending his proviso in 1847. Sir, it will be recollected by all present that at the last session of Congress, an amendment was moved by me to a bill of the same character as this in the form of a proviso by which slavery should be excluded from any territory that might subsequently be acquired by the United States from the Republic of Mexico. Sir, on that occasion, that proviso was sustained by a very decided majority of this House. Nay, sir, more. It was sustained, if I mistake not, by a majority of the Republican Party on this floor. I am prepared, I think, to show that the entire South were then willing to acquiesce in what appeared to be, and insofar as the action of this House was concerned, what was the legislative will and declaration of the Union on this subject. It passed this House. Sir, there were no threats of disunion sounded in our ears. It passed here and went to the Senate. And it was the judge of the public and of men well informed that had it not been defeated there for want of time, it would have passed that body and become the established law of the land. There was then no cry that the Union was to be severed in consequence. The South, like brave men defeated, bowed to the voice and judgment of the nation. No, sir, no cry of disunion then. Why now? The hesitation and the wavering of Northern men on this question has encouraged the South to assume a bolder attitude. This cry of disunion proceeds from no resolve of the South. It comes, sir, from the cowardice of the North. But, sir, the issue now presented is not whether slavery shall exist unmolested where it is now, but whether it shall be carried to new and distant regions, now free, where the footprint of a slave cannot be found. This, sir, is the issue. Upon it, I take my stand, and from it, I cannot be frightened or driven by idle charges of abolitionism. I ask not that slavery be abolished. I demand that this government preserve the integrity of free territory against the aggressions of slavery, against its wrongful usurpations. Sir, I was in favor of the annexation of Texas. The democracy of the North, almost to a man, went for annexation. Yes, sir, here was an empire larger than France given up to slavery. Shall further concessions be made by the North? Shall we give up free territory, the inheritance of free labor? Must we yield this also? Never, sir, never until we ourselves are fit to be slaves. The North may be betrayed by her representatives, but upon this great question she will be true to herself, true to posterity. Defeat? Sir, there can be no defeat. Defeat today will but arouse the teeming millions of the North and lead to a more decisive and triumphant victory tomorrow. But, sir, we are told that the joint blood and treasure of the whole country being expended in this acquisition, therefore it should be divided and slavery allowed to take its share. Sir, 
the South has her share already. The installment for slavery was paid in advance. We are fighting this war for Texas and for the South. I affirm it. Every intelligent man knows it. Texas is the primary cause of this war. For this, sir, northern treasure is being exhausted and northern blood poured out upon the plains of Mexico. We are fighting this war cheerfully, not reluctantly. Cheerfully fighting this war for Texas. And yet, we seek not to change the character of her institutions. Slavery is there. There, let it remain. Now, sir, we are told that California is ours, that New Mexico is ours, won by the valor of our arms. They are free. Shall they remain free? Shall these fair provinces be the inheritance and homes of the white labor of freemen or the black labor of slaves? This, sir, is the issue. This is the question. The North has the right and her representatives here have the power. But the South contend that in their emigration to this free territory, they have the right to take and hold slaves, the same as other property. Unless the amendment I have offered be adopted, or other early legislation is had upon this subject, they will do so. Indeed, they unitedly as one man have declared their right and purpose so to do, and the work has already begun. Slavery follows in the rear of our armies. Shall the war power of our government be exerted to produce such a result? Shall this government depart from its neutrality on this question and lend its power and influence to plant slavery in these territories? There is no question of abolition here, sir. Shall the South be permitted by aggression, by invasion of the right, by subduing free territory and planting slavery upon it, to wrest these provinces from northern freemen and turn them to the accomplishment of their own sectional purposes and schemes? This is the question. Men of the North answer. Shall it be so? Shall we of the North submit to it? If we do, we are coward slaves and deserve to have the manacles fastened upon our own limbs.